power, what's good, what's happening, a well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo wait, man, got a couple more days, man. Y'all already know what it is, man. Um, I want to get right into subject matter, man. Um, make sure y'all be in the building, okay, uh, this Sunday, man, all right? Because it's going down the most. But it's some damn questions that I myself, man, hope get answered uh, at this debate, man. I'm going to give a shout out, you know what I'm saying, to the whole team, to the Amaral squad, man. Masi Warriors and Team Osiris, man. Y'all know who he is. Magi Archers, man, that collective plan uh, with cooperative economics, man. We also got that prison uh, program, uh, that GoFundMe, uh, you know what I'm saying? We want to get the books right to the brothers and sisters that's behind bars. Now, let's get right into what I want to talk about for a minute, man. I've always heard the, the Moors, quote-unquote, yo, brought the knowledge and wisdom from Egypt, you know what I'm saying, to Cordova, you know what I mean, Spain, uh, Seville, and these areas. And so I was wondering, like, okay, did they just have the information rattling around in their head? Did they have a particular school? I mean, how was it that they was the caretakers, quote-unquote, of the Egyptian knowledge? We hear this all the time, right? And so I did a little research, and I just want to kind of give it to you real quick, and let's just hope someone can kind of answer that question. But look, y'all was talking about, right, y'all want to see the text we're using. Well, first of all, we know that the Moors ended up getting ousted out of Spain. And so some good books to deal with that is uh, Stanley Poole's work, uh, The Story of the Moors After Spain. Talks about where they went at, and it kind of gives you a little detail on how they was ravaging Africa. It is what it is, right? Right here, here's a, another one, The Realm of the Evening Star by Hoffman, right? Read the chapters on, uh, quote-unquote, uh, chapter 7. Um, uh, talks about the land of the Negro. It also talks about the rape of Timbuktu. Yeah, that's something the Moors don't really want to talk about, but the real historical Moors, right, in history, they left their wake, right, of destroying African cultures, and we know what it is, whether they was African or not. Now, let's deal with this quote-unquote uh, general that went to Spain, uh, Tariq, okay? Uh, the reality situation is we got Colin Powell. And Colin Powell, right, was the general of the most powerful army in the world. And he was an African-American. But under no circumstance would you think, because he was an African-American, right, that, that the nation that he was fighting for was African-American. So we see, in time, African people have been in charge of armies, generals, right? But they're still not at the top. Islam never puts you at the top, and that's the truth. This is historically accurate. So even if Tariq was African, right? I'm not sure if he was Sub-Saharan African, but maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But whatever he was, right, we know he was in charge of a slave army, just like Colin Powell was in charge of the slave army. This is not hard to understand, right? And I'm just not throwing shots. I'm just saying what it is, what it is. And so we know that there was some literature that was being dispersed in Europe, right? And we know this to be true, right? Because in the book, Stanley, po Stanley Poole's other book, right? The Moors in Spain, uh, forward by John Jackson, right? He talks about the knowledge and the wisdom that was absolutely uh, in Spain during this time. But let's not act like that Europe, too, didn't have some information because they did. And I'll get into that maybe if I got enough time, right? But right here in the forward, right? He talks about, um, he says that the Moors monarchs 
He said, most, most monarchs dwelled in splendor, palaces, while the crowded heads of England, France, and Germany lived in big barns, lacking both windows and chimneys, with only a hole right in the roof for the emission of smoke. <laughs> yeah, he kind of got him with that, right? That's a trip, right? Yeah, so basically what he's saying is, while this body of wisdom and knowledge is going on, right, that, quote-unquote, the Moors in Spain had splendor, libraries, okay, um, houses, paved streets, right? Interesting concept right there, right? Now, goes on to say that education was unraveled in Moors, Spain, available to most, humble while in the, let's say, let's say available to most humble, while in Christian Europe, 99% of the population was illiterate, and even the kings couldn't even read nor write. In the 10th and 7th centuries, public libraries in Europe were non-existent, while more Spain could boast for the more could boast for more than 70, of which the one in Cordova housed 600,000 manuscripts. Goes on to say, Christian Europe contained only two universities. Of, of any value, while in more Spain, there were 70 great universities. <clears throat> they say the finest of these were located in Almera, Cordova, Grandor, Gen, uh, Malaga, Seville, and Toldo. Well, there you have it, right? But the question is, right, where did they get this wisdom from? Did they jump straight from Egypt, like a lot of Moors try to make us uh, 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 think, right? How, what, where was the body of knowledge uh, contained? So if we're going to talk about morals and knowledge and wisdom, we got to talk about the Islamic empire. We know at this time, right, probably at around, let me see, probably around maybe seven, 786, right, uh, we got to deal with the caliph. Caliph Harum al-Rashid, why is he important, right? Because he is the one that helped usher in, right, the quote-unquote, uh, Islamic Golden Age. Now, what is the Islamic Golden Age? Well, the Islamic Golden Age is the only time that the quote-unquote Arabs, right, was ever in a stage of true uh, 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 innovation, science, and technology, because that's all we're talking about here, right? Listen to the date I said. I said around the reign of our, uh, Caliph Aram al-Rashid, Okay. Right? He rang from 786 to 809. That's AD, right? Okay. So this is time he's reigning, right? And they kind of usher in, right, the golden age of the Moor. This is the age of enlightenment for the Arabs. Man, that's a long, 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 long time, man, after the wisdom and knowledge when it comes out of Africa. Hmm. So what is important about the Islamic golden age? Let me talk about the golden age for a minute. Real fast. All right. I think this is very, very important. All right. It's important to talk about Islam and Golden Age because this is where we're going to kind of find our quote unquote. Um, I thought I had it. Let me get this real quick. Um, now, it said Islam and Golden Age, right? Watch this. It said, refers to the period of history of Islam, traditionally dated at the 8th century to the 13th century, when much of the historical Islamic world was ruled by various caliphs. Uh, it's a experiencing a scientific, economic, and culturally flourishing. And so we know the first caliphs of Islam, they was more, quote-unquote, interested 
and the Roman and the Persian fighting techniques, right? Because they use those techniques to kind of conquer the world. Or their known world, not the world, but their known world. But these, these quote-unquote, these, these next dynasties, right? The, uh, the Abid dynasties, okay? Let's see. Goes on to say that, um, they say, this period is traditionally understood to have begun during the reign of the Abid dynasty. Caliph Harun Rashid, like I said, right? In 786 to 806, 786 to 806, with the inauguration, watch this, of the House of Wisdom. What is the House of Wisdom? The House of Wisdom is located, right, in Baghdad. Why is Baghdad important? Because Baghdad, okay, is, quote-unquote, the capital of the Islamic world. So now, right, watch this right here. This, what is the House of Wisdom? The House of Wisdom ended up becoming a university and a translating house. Why is this important? Because this is where they translated manuscripts, right, from the quote-unquote known world. Uh, from Persia, uh, you know, you got Zoroasterism, right, which is in Persia, right? They're very, very intelligent, and they're dealing with the body of wisdom and knowledge, right? So they translate in the Persian text. So they hire Greeks, and they hire Persians to translate Persian text and Greek text. This is what ushered them into their first and only golden age. Very, very interesting, right? Okay, so we got the House of Wisdom, which is the translating house, right? We got these Arabs, right? And, of course, I'm sure we have some Africans in the House of Wisdom. Hmm. So why is the House of Wisdom important? Because it's at the capital. Why is this important? Because the capital is where the empire is being administrated from. You know what I'm saying? And so what are they administrating? How does wisdom get to, oh, now we know how wisdom gets to uh, Seville. Now we understand how the wisdom gets to Morris Spain. They're calling Morris Spain. It comes from the house of wisdom. It's coming from the translating house. It's coming from the Greek and Persian text. So this is where these scholars would have had to study at, right, to even begin to usher out this information to those areas. So then this is very, very important to understand that. So maybe the question can get answered in the debate, right? Why don't we know about the house of wisdom? They don't want to tell you about that. Why not? Because then the Quran would be coming into question. So we do find some, some, some scientific ideas that pop up in the Quran, right? Now we see where it's coming from. We see that it wasn't the Quran that pushed the Islamic empire on high. It was the science and technology that pushed them on high. They don't ever want to tell you about that. Because whenever a nation just relies on their religion, they always sink into the dark age. And we know this for sure because later on, the quote-unquote house of wisdom gets ransacked by the, by the Mongols. And the quote-unquote Arabs have, have never even reached another milestone in science and technology since then. So it's that wisdom and that knowledge. So maybe, maybe Reggie, right, can answer that question for us. All right, we need to know this answer, right? What is the role that the Moors played? Was Tariq in charge of a slave army, right? What, what was they in charge of the Arabic world? We'll find out. We'll definitely find out. Y'all got to stay tuned in. And so you always hear people talking about the Al-Manid, the Al-Mazid. I can't even say it right. But the Al-Mazid, this is the dynasty that was overran by the Abid dynasty. Uh, okay, now they'll say the Amiyad, right? No, not the Amiyad. The Al-Mazid was a quote-unquote black dynasty. Well, I know they would have had browner skin than the quote-unquote caliphs that took over. And by the way, it was a lot of murder and killing, right, amongst them Arabs, man. 
They knocked each other off routinely. Just read the history. It's a bloody history, right? But I just want to make this clear, right? We just want to know that question, right? The body and wisdom, did it come straight from Egypt? Or did it come from the house of wisdom? That's all we really want to know. And the thing that really puzzles me, how is it? That the quote-unquote Arabs, right, they can't stand the heathens. Why is it that they're actually translating what they would consider heathen text? They consider the Persians heathens. They consider the Egyptians heathens. They consider the Greeks heathens. Then why are they, quote-unquote, translating their text and reaching the height of a golden age? That's the question we want to know. Maybe that will be answered. Maybe it will Maybe it won't, but I'll give you a clue. They understood the importance of knowledge and wisdom. And the Christians had it. And they figured, well, if the Christians, not being pagans because they're in the book, if they're using this knowledge, then it must be okay for them to use. Look that up. But look, family, it's going to be a real, real powerful debate, man. Make sure y'all there, man. I just want to give you a little tidbit, man. Uh... Read this book. It's called The House of Wisdom. Right? How the Arabs Transformed the Western Civilization by Jonathan Lawrence. Alright? Not Owens, but Lawrence. Okay? You got the Moors of Spain, Stanley Poole. Y'all ain't even got this edition. Be up on that. You got Black Morocco, A History of Slavery, Race, and Islam. This is a good book right here, man. Talk about who was in Morocco. All right? So we're talking about historical Moors here. We're not talking about the Nubu Jali Moors. The Nubu Jali Moors are not the historical Moors in history. Okay? His thing was based around a kind of a religion. All right? So here you go right here. All right? Now, we also got the Golden Age of the Moors. It's a very, very important work. All right? Look at the work. Ivan Rand said was okay. All right? But, so I gave y'all some text. Y'all can go in and study, man. I just wanted to kind of give y'all a little bit of information. Also read the introduction to African civilization by John Jackson. I didn't read the cover off this joint, right? All right? I just wanted to give y'all a little information. All right? So when y'all come about that debate, um, y'all have a place to go and read. Because we're not believing what they're talking about in that debate, are we? No. We want to check and fact check the information. So this is a question that I think needs to be answered at the debate, right? Because we always talk about the Moors being the caretaker of that body of wisdom. Did it come straight out of Africa, straight from Egypt to more Spain, like a lot of, a lot of them want to uh, lead us to believe? Or did it come out of the quote-unquote house of wisdom? I'm a raw squad up, black African power man. Hey, we're going to be in the building. It's going to be a powerful event, man. Get there early, right? I think the doors open at 2, okay? Uh, man, I'm a raw squad up.